0: Welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Knight, And I'm Andrew Nichols. And today on the show, we're talking about an awesome case study of actually some investors who want to purchase part of their farm that they own using investment properties. Now, this was a great case study. Whether you're a farmer or not, listen to this, because this is a good example of how you might be able to use property to achieve something other than retirement or building a passive income, some of the other things we often talk about on this show. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to read out the situation, give you some thoughts on this, and then we're going to go through the situation, what these people might be able to do. So here's the sitch. They bought a farm in a really good location outside of Mungify, that's up in Auckland at Auckland's northern border, for 2.35 mil. Now they did a 50-50 split with their parents for this farm. They couldn't afford their half on their own, so they took an extra loan from their parents to top them up, but they've already paid that back. So they've done really well. They've paid 550K back to their parents over the last five years. And they're not necessarily on big incomes, but here's the situation now. They've got a million dollars worth of equity in this farm. Their parents have got a million dollars of equity on the farm. And there's a 500k bank loan, the property's worth a little bit more, but they've each put in a million dollars plus the bank loan. Now, their goal is to buy out their parents' 50% stake from the farm within seven to eight years, and they're thinking about using the Burr strategy, they're thinking of doing a cash flow hack to renovate properties, build their equity, so they're able to afford to buy out the parents with them. Now, here's the issue. When they went to the bank to talk about getting some money for renovations, that only lend them 100k max when they tried. So in this case, Paul has said, well, can I get you some of your thoughts around this? Now, I love this situation because it's a bit different it's from what we usually unique. do. But going through what they could do, I think will give good thoughts and spark some conversations or ideas with everybody else listening. So Kick us off, Andrew, with what are the different ways they might be able to buy the parents out? Number one, so you could leverage against the farm itself, borrow more money against that property
1: because of security, and then use that money to pay out the parents. Number two, you could build some equity in other properties, investments, build up a million dollars worth of equity, say, and then sell them and pay the parents back. Number three, you could just pay it back. So you could use your surplus income to diligently pay back mum and dad. Or number four, you could use a combination, which is most
0: likely of all of these. And let me ask you this, there are some pretty unique challenges in this situation. Just walk us through what they are. Absolutely. So farms firstly have a lower
1: LVR, loan to value ratio, which means that you can't borrow your normal 80% against them just because it's your owner-occupied property, because it's a very unique security. It's not something that everyone's going to buy when it goes to the market. Usually you can borrow... No more than sixty percent, if the property is ten hectares or under. If it's over ten hectares, then it's fifty percent LVR. So you can only borrow a maximum of half of the value. So in this case, you're talking about eighty hectares, so the fifty percent rule applies. Now the good news for you guys is that your debt is really low on the farm. So it's worth two point seven five mil. You've got
0: about five hundred k loan, which is eighteen percent LVR. So you got oodles of equity. And the other thing that's quite good is your household income is really reasonable, 190K between the two of you. And actually, your debt is not that high. 500K worth of debt from what you've disclosed, nothing else. So not a lot of debt for 190K worth of income. So I think that's really good. But there is a big issue that I see here.
1: Yeah. If you take the loan against the farm at the moment to do a renovation project, well, you and your parents both have to be able to service the loan because you're both on the security. So remember how we talk about every borrower being jointly and severally liable? That means they've got to have the ability to pay the loan in the event that something happened to you and your husband. So you've got to think about that when you're applying for... For a loan, because your parents, because they're co owners, their income's going to be tested. Now, it sounds like your parents have got the equity to be able to do this, but the question is around their income.
0: So, just for example, let's say that you wanted to take a 300k loan out against your farm to do your first cash flow hack. Parents need to be able to service that too, that 300k loan. Now, You might be thinking the bank said that we can only borrow 100K though. Now, I just need to explain the situation a bit because I ended up calling this investor just to get a few more details around this. Now, what happened was they went into, I can't remember which bank it was, so I'm not going to say, but the bank and (laughs) said, hey, look, we want to renovate the farmhouse that's currently on this piece of land. And the bank said, sweet, we'll give you 100k to be able to do this and I think what's really important here is the question you ask the bank dictates the answer you're going to get absolutely so If I've understood this correctly, and obviously it was a short conversation, probably only a couple of minutes. So the reason the bank said 100K is because you wanted to renovate your own place. So this might be a reasonable amount to lend you for that. Now, if you went in and said, look, we want to go and do some renovations, I expect you would probably get a very different answer. So if you said, hey, we want to renovate a property in Whangarei, it's this one here, it's $450,000. We're going to need $50,000 to renovate it. Can we get the lending please? To be honest, based on your income and based on the equity position in the farm. I wouldn't expect you'd have too many difficulties. Of course, you want to talk to a mortgage advisor, get some more specific advice, talk to someone who knows a thing or two about rural lending, but the numbers aren't screaming that it's going to be really, really tight to get this across the line. One question I know Paula did have was, at the moment, the farm itself is not making a substantial amount of money. Yeah, that was actually quite a normal thing that jumped
1: into my head before. So it's not uncommon for farms to make very little money some years and then- oodles of money other years. And so that can make it a real challenge from a lending perspective.
0: Now, in this situation, only a small amount of what we would call the provable income, the income that the bank is going to accept, only a small part of that actually comes from this farm. She has a full-time job. right? And then he's also got some additional income from a separate contract. Where do they sleep? Oh, no, he's managing two different farms at the same time. Wow. And then they want to renovate some properties. They sound very, very <laughs> yeah. motivated, which is a beautiful thing, by the way. But your question was, you know, is our issue the fact that our farmers isn't making a lot of money? I don't think that's the issue. Just from, no, just from briefly r- looking into this, I think the issue is you've asked the wrong question of the bank. And rural bankers are a lot more flexible when they're looking at this type of lending because
1: they understand the nature of farms, which is why you've got specific bankers that deal with it.
0: But I think, okay, if we don't think that lending is necessarily the issue here, I think a really good question to think through is, is property the right way to get you to the point where you're able to buy out your parents?
1: Look, it can pay a part, but the only issue that I see is with the birth strategy, say say you get it across the line, you can get the money, you, you might even change banks, get a more flexible rural, Banker somewhere else, and they say, Yeah, we'll, we'll do the money. You renovate the new property, and you've got a 60% loan against that, and 40% equity in your house. Well, that equity that you're creating is in the new investment property. So you can't actually use that money to pay out mum and dad. You can recycle the deposit, but that's just the
0: deposit. And if you want to repeat this process, well, that's no good either. So- and even recycling the deposit entirely with today's current loans, you've got to increase the value of that property by 66% before you can pull your full deposit out. For some people, that's sometimes achievable. Sometimes it's not always. But I think the point you're trying to make is you're not going to be pulling out oodles of equity no. from these investment properties by buying borrowing against them to pull a lot of equity out. So how are they going to have to do that if they want to use investment properties to get the equity to buy the farm? So that's where maybe rather than the buy strategy that we use, you might actually
1: use the flip strategy. So you might do the project and then put that property back on the market, sell it, you're going to pay agents fees, and you don't have to do this straight away. You could hold it for a few years, you could do this until you've got enough properties that you've put through the birth strategy and then sell them. Now, you're probably going to trigger Brightline within this because it'll be less than 10 years and it's an existing house. So you just need to kind of accept that as part of the process. But by doing that and repeating the process and then selling, then that could be part of the way that you pay this loan down.
0: I think that's definitely one approach that they could take. And actually, Andrew, I know you've run some numbers about what this might actually look like in practice if they were to buy the farm. Now, of course, we've got to make some assumptions here, so the numbers won't work out perfectly, but let's just model it out for them.
1: Okay, so let's say in five years, your farm has gone up by 10%. So not not a huge amount. We're not putting a huge percentage growth rate per year on that. Farm's now worth just over $3 million. So your parents' stake, their part of this investment, assuming that their share goes up by the same amount, is about 1.5. You've still got your 500K mortgage if you haven't paid that down. Now, based on the 50% LVR rule, so $3 million asset at 50%, the maximum you can borrow against that farm is about $1.5 million. So that's a $1 million more than you've got now. So that allows you to pay out $1 million of your parents' $1.5 million that you still owe them.
0: Right, so let me just get this straight because I'm a simple guy. (laughs) Step number one, borrow a million dollars against the farm in this example. Give it to your parents. Sweet, you've paid out that, but then I've still got to pay them half a million dollars to buy out the rest of their stake. Yes. So
1: let's say also over the next five years, you do three burst strategies and you buy in Whangarei and you go from five fifty purchase price to six fifty value. In today's market. In today's market. And you do this three times. Now, by the time you sell, based being really conservative and saying they're only worth another 10% for those properties as well, they're worth now $715,000. So you sell all three of them, pay the real estate fees in the bright line. You've cleared 260 out of these.
0: So you cleared 260K out of those. You've still got
1: 240K left. Well, this is where probably they need to be paying down their mortgage as well, and/or saving so that they can give that cash to their parents as well. I
0: suppose the other situation as well, and look, I don't know the numbers enough around existing properties and cash flow hacks at today's interest rates to be able to say what the cash flow of a property might be. But if you are also able to use the burden, increase the cash flow to, for example, say 10K a year, once interest rates calm down, well, if you did that three times, you pull the cash out, You know that could help them save towards that goal as well. So some combination of equity growth from the farm itself, equity growth through the birth strategy, cash flow from the birth strategy, plus in addition to that, some of their own savings as well. I think that'd probably give them the best shot at actually doing this. Of course, not financial advice, because we don't know this situation. You know, How achievable do you think, based on this level of income and you know this level of equity, would three burr properties over the course of, say, two or three years be?
1: I don't think it seems unreasonable. I mean, we've got high test rates at the moment, and lending against farms can be complicated. But I do think maybe it's worth shopping around agribusiness managers as well.
0: And I think the other thing that I just point out is what's going to help them is the fact that they're in a lower priced bracket in terms of where houses are in yes. Whangarei. I mean, look, they're still high compared to where they were two or three years ago, but they're cheaper than Auckland. They're cheaper than Hamilton, for instance. And so that's something that could help them achieve this. Radio, let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you want to expand your property portfolio in 2022, you might like to come in for a complimentary portfolio planning session. That's where you get to work with one of our financial advisors and actually put together a plan for how investment properties can be used to achieve your personal goals. Look, easy way to find out more about this and sign up. Send a text. Text the word PLAN to 5522. Whip out your phone, send us a message, and we'll give you a buzz, see if it's the right fit for you. you. to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Knight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And we will be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most after you sell a property market. Until next time.